Chapters 9 through 16 of Leviticus from the World English Bible. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 9 It happened on the eighth day that Moses called Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. And he said to Aaron, Take a calf from the herd for a sin offering, and a ram for a burnt offering, without blemish, and offer them before Yahweh. You shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, Take a male goat for a sin offering, and a calf and a lamb, both a year old, without blemish, for a burnt offering, and a bull and a ram for a peace offering, to sacrifice before Yahweh, and a meal offering mixed with oil. For today Yahweh appears to you. They brought what Moses commanded before the tent of meeting, and all the congregation drew near and stood before Yahweh. Moses said, this is the thing which Yahweh commanded that you should do, and the glory of Yahweh shall appear to you. Moses said to Aaron, Draw near to the altar, and offer your sin offering, and your burnt offering, and make atonement for yourself, and for the people, and offer the offering of the people, and make an atonement for them, as Yahweh commanded. So Aaron drew near to the altar, and killed the calf of the sin offering, which was for himself. The sons of Aaron presented the blood to him, and he dipped his fingers in the blood, and put it on the horns of the altar and poured out the blood at the base of the altar. But the fat and the kidneys and the cover from the liver of the sin offering he burned upon the altar, as Yahweh commanded Moses. The flesh and the skin he burned with fire outside the camp. He killed the burnt offering, and Aaron's sons delivered the blood to him, and he sprinkled it around on the altar. They delivered the burnt offering to him piece by piece and the head, and he burned them upon the altar. He washed the innards and the legs and burned them on the burnt offering on the altar. He presented the people's offering, and took the goat of the sin offering, which was for the people, and killed it, and offered it for sin, like the first. He presented the burnt offering, and offered it according to the ordinance. He presented the meal offering, and filled his hand from there, and burnt it upon the altar, beside the burnt offering of the morning. He also killed the bull and the ram, the sacrifice of peace offerings, which was for the people. And Aaron's sons delivered to him the blood, which he sprinkled around on the altar, and the fat of the bull and of the ram the fat tail, and that which covers the innards, and the kidneys, and the cover of the liver. And they put the fat upon the breasts, and he burned the fat on the altar. And the breasts and the right thigh Aaron waved for a wave offering before Yahweh as Moses commanded. Aaron lifted up his hands toward the people and blessed them. And he came down from offering the sin offering, and the burnt offering, and the peace offerings. Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting and came out, and blessed the people. There came forth the fire before Yahweh, and consumed the burnt offering and the fat upon the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. Chapter 10 Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, and laid incense on it, and offered strange fire before Yahweh, which he had not commanded them. And fire came forth from before Yahweh and devoured them, and they died before Yahweh. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what Yahweh spoke of, saying, I will show myself holy to those who come near me, and before all the people I will be glorified. Aaron held his peace. Moses called Mishael and Elzaphan, the sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said to them, Draw near, carry your brothers from before the sanctuary out of the camp. So they drew near and carried them in their coats out of the camp, as Moses had said. Moses said to Aaron and to Eleazar and to Ithamar his sons, don't let the hair of your heads go loose, neither tear your clothes that you don't die, and that he not be angry with all the congregation. 
But let your brothers, the whole house of Israel, bewail the burning which Yahweh has kindled. You shall not go out from the door of the tent of meeting, lest you die, for the anointing oil of Yahweh is on you. They did according to the word of Moses. Yahweh spoke to Aaron, saying, Drink no wine nor strong drink, you nor your sons with you, when you go into the tent of meeting, that you don't die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, and that you are to make a distinction between the holy and the common, and between the unclean and the clean, and that you are to teach the children of Israel all the statutes which Yahweh has spoken to them by Moses. Moses spoke to Aaron and to Eleazar and to Ithamar, his sons who were left, Take the meal offering that remains of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire, and eat it, without yeast, beside the altar, for it is most holy. And you shall eat it in a holy place, because it is your portion and your son's portion, of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire, for so I commanded. The waved breast and the heaved thigh you shall eat in a clean place, you and your sons and your daughters with you, for they are given as your portion and your son's portion, out of the sacrifices of the peace offerings of the children of Israel. The heaved thigh and the waved breast they shall bring with the offerings made by fire of fat, to wave it for a wave offering before Yahweh, and it shall be yours, and your sons with you, as a portion forever, as Yahweh has commanded. Moses diligently inquired about the goat of the sin offering, and behold, it was burned. And he was angry with Eleazar and Ithamar, the sons of Aaron, who were left, saying, Why haven't you eaten the sin offering in the place of the sanctuary, seeing it is most holy? and he has given it to you to bear the iniquity of the congregation, to make atonement for them before Yahweh. Behold, its blood was not brought into the inner part of the sanctuary. You certainly should have eaten it in the sanctuary as I commanded. Aaron spoke to Moses, Behold, this day they have offered their sin offering and their burnt offering before Yahweh, and such things as these have happened to me. And if I had eaten the sin offering today, would it have been pleasing in the sight of Yahweh? When Moses heard that, it was pleasing in his sight. Chapter 11 Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying to them, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, These are the living things which you may eat among all the animals that are on the earth. Whatever parts the hoof, and is cloven-footed, and chews the cud among the animals, that you may eat. Nevertheless, these you shall not eat of those that chew the cud, or of those who part the hoof. The camel because he chews the cud, but doesn't have a parted hoof, he is unclean to you. The coney, because he chews the cud, but doesn't have a parted hoof, he is unclean to you. The hare, because she chews the cud, but doesn't part the hoof, she is unclean to you. The pig, because he has a split hoof, and is cloven-footed, but doesn't chew the cud, he is unclean to you. Of their flesh you shall not eat, and their carcasses you shall not touch, they are unclean to you. These you may eat of all that are in the waters. Whatever has fins and scales in the waters, in the seas and in the rivers, that you may eat. All that don't have fins and scales in the seas and in the rivers, of all that move in the waters, and of all the living creatures that are in the waters, they are an abomination to you, and you detest them. You shall not eat of their flesh, and you shall detest their carcasses. Whatever has no fins nor scales in the waters, that is an abomination to you. These you shall detest among the birds. They shall not be eaten. They are an abomination. The eagle, and the vulture, and the black vulture, and the red kite, and any kind of black kite, any kind of raven, the horned owl, the screech owl, and the gull, any kind of hawk, the little owl, the cormorant, the great owl, the white owl, the desert owl, the osprey, 
the stork, any kind of heron, the hoopoe, and the bat. All flying insects that walk on all fours are an abomination to you. Yet you may eat these. Of all the winged creeping things that go on all fours, which have legs above their feet with which to hop on the earth, even of these you may eat, any kind of locust, any kind of katydid, any kind of cricket, and any kind of grasshopper. But all winged creeping things which have four feet are an abomination to you. By these you will become unclean. Whoever touches the carcass of them shall be unclean until the evening. Whoever carries any part of their carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. Every animal which parts the hoof and is not cloven-footed nor chews the cud is unclean to you. Everyone who touches them shall be unclean. Whatever goes on its paws, among all the animals that go on all fours, they are unclean to you. Whoever touches their carcass shall be unclean until the evening. He who carries their carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. They are unclean to you. These are they which are unclean to you among the creeping things that creep on the earth, the weasel, the rat, any kind of great lizard, the gecko, and the monitor lizard, the wall lizard, the skink, and the chameleon. These are they which are unclean to you among all that creep. Whoever touches them when they are dead shall be unclean until the evening. On whatever any of them falls when they are dead, it shall be unclean, whether it is any vessel of wood, or clothing, or skin, or sack, whatever vessel it is with which any work is done, it must be put into water, and it shall be unclean until the evening, then it will be clean. Every earthen vessel into which any of them falls, all that is in it shall be unclean, and you shall break it. All food which may be eaten, that on which water comes, shall be unclean, and all drink that may be drunk in every such vessel shall be unclean. Everything whereupon part of their carcass falls shall be unclean. Whether oven or range for pots, it shall be broken in pieces. They are unclean, and shall be unclean to you. Nevertheless, a spring or a cistern in which water is gathered shall be clean, but that which touches their carcass shall be unclean. If part of their carcass falls on any sowing seed which is to be sown, it is clean. But if water is put on the seed, and part of their carcass falls on it, it is unclean to you. If any animal of which you may eat dies, he who touches its carcass shall be unclean until the evening. He who eats of its carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. He who also carries its carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. Every creeping thing that creeps on the earth is an abomination. It shall not be eaten. Whatever goes on its belly, and whatever goes on all fours, or whatever has many feet, even all creeping things that creep on the earth, them you shall not eat, for they are an abomination. You shall not make yourselves abominable with any creeping thing that creeps, neither shall you make yourselves unclean with them, that you should be defiled thereby. For I am Yahweh your God. Sanctify yourselves therefore, and be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall you defile yourselves with any kind of creeping thing that moves on the earth. For I am Yahweh who brought you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. This is the law of the animal, and of the bird, and of every living creature that moves in the waters, and of every creature that creeps on the earth, to make a distinction between the unclean and the clean, and between the living thing that may be eaten, and the living thing that may not be eaten. Chapter 12 Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, If a woman conceives, and bears a male child, then she shall be unclean seven days, as in the days of her monthly period she shall be unclean. In the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. She shall continue in the blood of purification thirty-three days. She shall not touch any holy thing, 
nor come into the sanctuary until the days of her purifying are completed. But if she bears a female child, then she shall be unclean two weeks, as in a period, and she shall continue the blood of purification sixty-six days. When the days of her purification are completed, for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring to the priest at the door of the tent of meeting a year-old lamb for a burnt offering, and a young pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering, and he shall offer it before Yahweh and make atonement for her, and she shall be cleansed from the fountain of her blood. This is the law for her who bears, whether a male or a female. If she cannot afford a lamb, then she shall take two turtle doves or two young pigeons, the one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering, and the priest shall make atonement for her, and she shall be clean. Chapter 13 Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, When a man shall have a rising in his body's skin, or a scab, or a bright spot, and it becomes in the skin of his body the plague of leprosy, then he shall be brought to Aaron the priest, or to one of his sons the priests, and the priest shall examine the plague in the skin of the body. And if the hair in the plague has turned white, and the appearance of the plague is deeper than the body's skin, it is the plague of leprosy, and the priest shall examine him, and pronounce him unclean. If the bright spot is white in the skin of his body, and its appearance isn't deeper than the skin, and its hair hasn't turned white, then the priest shall isolate the infected person for seven days. The priest shall examine him on the seventh day, and behold, if in his eyes the plague is arrested, and the plague hasn't spread in the skin, then the priest shall isolate him for seven more days. The priest shall examine him again on the seventh day, and behold, if the plague has faded, and the plague hasn't spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is a scab. He shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the scab spreads on the skin, after he has shown himself to the priest for his cleansing, he shall show himself again to the priest. The priest shall examine him, and behold, if the scab has spread on the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is leprosy. When the plague of leprosy is in a man, then he shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall examine him. Behold, if there is a white rising in the skin, and it has turned the hair white, and there is raw flesh in the rising, it is a chronic leprosy in the skin of his body, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. He shall not isolate him, for he is unclean. If the leprosy breaks out all over his skin, and the leprosy covers all of the skin of the infected person, from his head even to his feet, as far as it appears to the priest, then the priest shall examine him. And behold, if leprosy has covered all of his flesh, he shall pronounce him clean of the plague. It has all turned white, he is clean. But whenever raw flesh appears in him, he shall be unclean. The priest shall examine the raw flesh and pronounce him unclean. The raw flesh is unclean, it is leprosy. Or, if the raw flesh turns again and is changed to white, then he shall come to the priest and the priest shall examine him. And behold, if the plague has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him clean of the plague. He is clean. When the body has a boil on its skin, and it is healed, and in the place of the boil there is a white rising, or a bright spot reddish-white, then it shall be shown to the priest, and the priest shall examine it. And behold, if its appearance is lower than the skin, and its hair has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. It has broken out in the boil. But if the priest examines it, and behold, there are no white hairs in it, and it isn't deeper than the skin, but it is dim, then the priest shall isolate him seven days. If it spreads in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a plague. But if the bright spot stays in its place and hasn't spread, it is a scar from the boil, and the priest shall pronounce him clean.
or when the body has a burn from fire on its skin, and the raw flesh of the burn becomes a bright spot, reddish-white, or white, then the priest shall examine it. And behold, if the hair in the bright spot is turned white, and its appearance is deeper than the skin, it is leprosy. It has broken out in the burning, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. But if the priest examines it, and behold, there is no white hair in the bright spot, and isn't lower than the skin, but is faded, then the priest shall isolate him seven days. The priest shall examine him on the seventh day. If it has spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. If the bright spot stays in its place and hasn't spread in the skin, but is faded, it is the swelling from the burn, and the priest shall pronounce him clean, for it is a scar from the burn. When a man or a woman has a plague on the head or on the beard, then the priest shall examine the plague. And behold, if its appearance is deeper than the skin, and the hair in it is yellow and thin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is an itch. It is leprosy of the head or of the beard. If the priest examines the plague of itching, and behold, its appearance isn't deeper than the skin, and there is no black hair in it, then the priest shall isolate him, the person infected with the itching, seven days. On the seventh day, the priest shall examine the plague, and behold, if the itch hasn't spread, and there is no yellow hair in it, and the appearance of the itch isn't deeper than the skin, then he shall be shaved, but he shall not shave the itch, and the priest shall shut him up, who has the itch, seven more days. On the seventh day, the priest shall examine the itch, and behold, if the itch hasn't spread in the skin, and its appearance isn't deeper than the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. He shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the itch spreads in the skin after his cleansing, then the priest shall examine him. And behold, if the itch has spread in the skin, the priest shall not look for the yellow hair. He is unclean. But if in his eyes the itch is arrested, and black hair has grown on it, the itch is healed. He is clean. The priest shall pronounce him clean. When a man or a woman has bright spots in the skin of the body, even white bright spots, then the priest shall examine them. And behold, if the bright spots on the skin of the body are a dull white, it is a harmless rash. It is broken out in the skin. He is clean. If a man's hair has fallen from his head, he is bald. He is clean. If his hair has fallen off from the front part of his head, he is forehead bald. He is clean. But if there is in the bald head or the bald forehead a reddish-white plague, it is leprosy breaking out on his bald head or his bald forehead. Then the priest shall examine him, and behold, if the rising of the plague is reddish-white in his bald head or in his bald forehead, like the appearance of leprosy in the skin of the flesh, he is a leprous man, he is unclean. The priest shall surely pronounce him unclean. The plague is on his head. The leper in whom the plague is shall wear torn clothes, and the hair of his head shall hang loose. He shall cover his upper lip and shall cry, Unclean, unclean. All the days in which the plague is in him, he shall be unclean. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Outside of the camp shall be his dwelling. The garment also that the plague of leprosy is in, whether it is a woolen garment or a linen garment, whether it is in warp or woof of linen or of wool, whether in a skin or in anything made of skin, if the plague is greenish or reddish in the garment or in the skin or in the warp or in the woof or in anything made of skin, it is the plague of leprosy and shall be shown to the priest. The priest shall examine the plague and isolate the plague seven days. He shall examine the plague on the seventh day. If the plague has spread in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof, or in the skin, whatever use the skin is used for, the plague is a destructive mildew. It is unclean. He shall burn the garment, 
whether the warp or the woof, in wool or in linen, or anything of skin in which the plague is, for it is a destructive mildew, it shall be burned in the fire. If the priest examines it, and behold, the plague hasn't spread in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof, or in anything of skin, then the priest shall command that they wash the thing in which the plague is, and he shall isolate it seven more days. Then the priest shall examine it, after the plague is washed, and behold, if the plague hasn't changed its color, and the plague hasn't spread, it is unclean, you shall burn it in the fire. It is a mildewed spot, whether the bareness is inside or outside. If the priest looks, and behold, the plague has faded after it is washed, then he shall tear it out of the garment, or out of the skin, or out of the warp, or out of the woof. And if it appears again in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof, or in anything of skin, it is spreading. You shall burn with fire that in which the plague is. The garment, either the warp or the woof, or whatever thing of skin it is, which you shall wash, if the plague has departed from them, then it shall be washed the second time, and it will be clean. This is the law of the plague of mildew in a garment of wool or linen, either in the warp or the woof, or in anything of skin, to pronounce it clean, or to pronounce it unclean. Chapter 14 Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall go forth out of the camp. The priest shall examine him, and behold, if the plague of leprosy is healed in the leper, then the priest shall command them to take for him who is to be cleansed two living clean birds, and cedar wood, and scarlet, and hyssop. The priest shall command them to kill one of the birds in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, and the cedar wood, and the scarlet, and the hyssop, and shall dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. He shall sprinkle it on him who is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times, and shall pronounce him clean, and shall let the living bird go into the open field. He who is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes, and shave off all his hair, and bathe himself in water, and he shall be clean. After that he shall come into the camp, but shall dwell outside his tent seven days. It shall be on the seventh day that he shall shave all his hair off his head, and his beard, and his eyebrows, even all his hair he shall shave off. He shall wash his clothes, and he shall bathe his body in water, then he shall be clean. On the eighth day he shall take two male lambs without blemish, and one ewe lamb, a year old, without blemish, and three-tenths of an ephah of fine flour for a meal offering, mingled with oil, and one log of oil. The priest who cleanses him shall set the man who is to be cleansed, and those things, before Yahweh, at the door of the tent of meeting. The priest shall take one of the male lambs and offer him for a trespass offering with the log of oil and wave them for a wave offering before Yahweh. He shall kill the male lamb in the place where they kill the sin offering and the burnt offering in the place of the sanctuary. For as the sin offering is the priest, so is the trespass offering. It is most holy. The priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering and the priest shall put it on the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed and on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. The priest shall take some of the log of oil and pour it into the palm of his own left hand. The priest shall dip his right finger into the oil that is in his left hand and shall sprinkle some of the oil with his finger seven times before Yahweh. The priest shall put some of the rest of the oil that is in his hand on the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed and on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot upon the blood of the trespass offering. The rest of the oil that is in the priest's hand he shall put on the head of him who is to be cleansed, and the priest shall make atonement for him before Yahweh. 
the priest shall offer the sin offering and make atonement for him who is to be cleansed because of his uncleanness. And afterward he shall kill the burnt offering, and the priest shall offer the burnt offering and the meal offering on the altar. The priest shall make atonement for him, and he shall be clean. If he is poor and can't afford so much, then he shall take one male lamb for a trespass offering to be waved to make atonement for him, and one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour mingled with oil for a meal offering and a log of oil and two turtle doves or two young pigeons, such as he is able to afford, and the one shall be a sin offering and the other a burnt offering. On the eighth day he shall bring them for his cleansing to the priest, to the door of the tent of meeting before Yahweh. The priest shall take the lamb of the trespass offering and the log of oil, and the priest shall wave them for a wave offering before Yahweh. He shall kill the lamb of the trespass offering. The priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering and put it on the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. The priest shall pour some of the oil into the palm of his own left hand, and the priest shall sprinkle with his right finger some of the oil that is in his left hand seven times before Yahweh. Then the priest shall put some of the oil that is in his hand on the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot, on the place of the blood of the trespass offering. The rest of the oil that is in the priest's hand he shall put on the head of him who is to be cleansed, to make atonement for him before Yahweh. He shall offer one of the turtle doves, or of the young pigeons, such as he is able to afford, even such as he is able to afford, the one for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering, with the meal offering. The priest shall make atonement for him who is to be cleansed before Yahweh. This is the law for him in whom is the plague of leprosy, who was not able to afford the sacrifice for his cleansing. Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, When you have come into the land of Canaan, which I give to you for a possession, and I put a spreading mildew in a house in the land of your possession, then he who owns the house shall come and tell the priest, saying, There seems to me to be some sort of plague in the house. The priest shall command that they empty the house, before the priest goes in to examine the plague, that all that is in the house not be made unclean. And afterward the priest shall go in to inspect the house. He shall examine the plague, and behold, if the plague is in the walls of the house with hollow streaks, greenish or reddish, and it appears to be deeper than the wall, then the priest shall go out of the house to the door of the house and shut up the house for seven days. The priest shall come again on the seventh day and look. If the plague has spread in the walls of the house, then the priest shall command that they take out the stones in which is the plague and cast them into an unclean place outside of the city and he shall cause the inside of the house to be scraped all over, and they shall pour out the mortar that they scraped off outside of the city into an unclean place. They shall take other stones and put them in the place of those stones, and he shall take other mortar and shall plaster the house. If the plague comes again and breaks out in the house after he has taken out the stones, and after he has scraped the house and after it was plastered, then the priest shall come in and look. And behold, if the plague has spread in the house, it is a destructive mildew in the house, it is unclean. He shall break down the house, its stones and its timbers, and all the house's mortar. He shall carry them out of the city into an unclean place. Moreover, he who goes into the house while it is shut up shall be unclean until the evening. He who lies down in the house shall wash his clothes, and he who eats in the house shall wash his clothes. If the priest shall come in and examine it, and behold, the plague hasn't spread in the house after the house was plastered, then the priest shall pronounce the house clean, because the plague is healed. To cleanse the house, he shall take two birds, and cedar wood, and scarlet, and hyssop. 
He shall kill one of the birds in an earthen vessel overrunning water. He shall take the cedar wood and the hyssop and the scarlet and the living bird and dip them in the blood of the slain bird and in the running water and sprinkle the house seven times. He shall cleanse the house with the blood of the bird and with the running water, with the living bird, with the cedar wood, with the hyssop, and with the scarlet. But he shall let the living bird go out of the city into the open field. So shall he make atonement for the house, and it shall be clean. This is the law for any plague of leprosy, and for an itch, and for the destructive mildew of a garment, and for a house, and for a rising, and for a scab, and for a bright spot, to teach when it is unclean and when it is clean. This is the law of leprosy. Chapter 15 Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and tell them, When any man has a discharge from his body, because of his discharge he is unclean. This shall be his uncleanness in his discharge, whether his body runs with his discharge, or his body has stopped from his discharge, it is his uncleanness. Every bed whereon he who has the discharge lies shall be unclean, and everything he sits on shall be unclean. Whoever touches his bed shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. He who sits on anything whereon the man who has the discharge sat shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. He who touches the body of him who has the discharge shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. If he who has the discharge spits on him who is clean, then he shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. Whatever saddle he who has the discharge rides on shall be unclean. Whoever touches anything that was under him shall be unclean until the evening. He who carries those things shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. Whoever he who has the discharge touches, without having rinsed his hands in water, he shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. The earthen vessel, which he who has the discharge touches, shall be broken, and every vessel of wood shall be rinsed in water. When he who has a discharge is cleansed of his discharge, then he shall count himself seven days for his cleansing, and wash his clothes, and he shall bathe his flesh in running water, and shall be clean. On the eighth day he shall take two turtle doves, or two young pigeons, and come before Yahweh to the door of the tent of meeting, and give them to the priest, and the priest shall offer them, the one for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering. The priest shall make atonement for him before Yahweh for his discharge. If any man has an emission of semen, then he shall bathe all his flesh in water, and be unclean until the evening. Every garment, and every skin, whereon the semen is, shall be washed with water, and be unclean until the evening. If a man lies with a woman, and there is an emission of semen, they shall both bathe themselves in water, and be unclean until the evening. If a woman has a discharge, and her discharge in her flesh is blood, she shall be in her impurity seven days and whoever touches her shall be unclean until the evening. Everything that she lies on in her impurity shall be unclean. Everything also that she sits on shall be unclean. Whoever touches her bed shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. Whoever touches anything that she sits on shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. If it is on the bed, or on anything whereon she sits, when he touches it, he shall be unclean until the evening. If any man lies with her, and her monthly flow is on him, he shall be unclean seven days, and every bed whereon he lies shall be unclean. If a woman has a discharge of her blood many days, not in the time of a period, 
or if she has a discharge beyond the time of her period, all the days of the discharge of her uncleanness shall be as in the days of her period, she is unclean. Every bed whereon she lies all the days of her discharge shall be to her as the bed of her period, and everything whereon she sits shall be unclean, as the uncleanness of her period. Whoever touches these things shall be unclean, and shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. But if she is cleansed of her discharge, then she shall count to herself seven days, and after that she shall be clean. On the eighth day she shall take two turtle doves, or two young pigeons, and bring them to the priest, to the door of the tent of meeting. The priest shall offer the one for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering. And the priest shall make atonement for her before Yahweh for the uncleanness of her discharge. Thus you shall separate the children of Israel from their uncleanness, so they will not die in their uncleanness, when they defile my tabernacle that is in their midst. This is the law of him who has a discharge, and of him who has an emission of semen, so that he is unclean thereby, and of her who has a period, or of a man or woman who has a discharge, and of him who lies with her who is unclean. Chapter 16 Yahweh spoke to Moses, after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they drew near before Yahweh, and died. And Yahweh said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at all times into the most holy place within the veil, before the mercy seat which is on the ark, lest he die, for I will appear in the cloud on the mercy seat. Herewith shall Aaron come into the sanctuary, with a young bull for a sin offering, and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen coat, and he shall have the linen breeches on his body, and shall put on the linen sash, and he shall be dressed with the linen turban. They are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water and put them on. He shall take from the congregation of the children of Israel two male goats for a sin offering, and one ram for a burnt offering. Aaron shall offer the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall take the two goats and set them before Yahweh at the door of the tent of meeting. Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats, one lot for Yahweh and the other lot for the scapegoat. Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for Yahweh and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell for the scapegoat shall be presented alive before Yahweh to make atonement for him, to send him away for the scapegoat into the wilderness. Aaron shall present the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and shall make atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself. He shall take a censer full of coals of fire from off the altar before Yahweh, and two handfuls of sweet incense, beaten small, and bring it within the veil. And he shall put the incense on the fire before Yahweh, that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is on the testimony, so that he will not die. He shall take some of the blood of the bull, and sprinkle it with his finger on the mercy seat on the east, and before the mercy seat he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Then he shall kill the goat of the offering, that is for the people, and bring his blood within the veil, and do with his blood as he did with the blood of the bull, and sprinkle it on the mercy seat, and before the mercy seat. And he shall make atonement for the holy place, because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel, and because of their transgressions, even all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting that dwells within them in the midst of their uncleanness. There shall be no one in the tent of meeting when he enters to make atonement in the holy place, until he comes out, and has made atonement for himself, and for his household, and for all the assembly of Israel. And he shall go out to the altar that is before Yahweh, and make atonement for it, and shall take some of the bull's blood, and some of the goat's blood, and put it around the horns of the altar. 
he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times, and cleanse it, and make it holy from the uncleanness of the children of Israel. When he has made an end of atoning for the holy place, the tent of meeting, and the altar, he shall present the live goat. Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat, and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel, and all their transgression, even all their sins. And he shall put them on the head of the goat, and shall send him away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who is in readiness. The goat shall carry all their iniquities on himself to a solitary land, and he shall let the goat go in the wilderness. Aaron shall come into the tent of meeting, and shall take off the linen garments which he put on when he went into the holy place, and shall leave them there. Then he shall bathe himself in water in a holy place, and put on his garments, and come out and offer his burnt offering, and the burnt offering of the people, and make atonement for himself and for the people. The fat of the sin offering he shall burn on the altar. He who lets the goat go for the scapegoat shall wash his clothes, and bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp. The bull for the sin offering, and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought in to make atonement in the holy place, shall be carried forth outside the camp, and they shall burn their skins, their flesh, and their dung with fire. He who burns them shall wash his clothes, and bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp. It shall be a statute to you forever. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict your souls, and shall do no manner of work, the native-born, or the stranger who lives as a foreigner among you. For on this day shall atonement be made for you, to cleanse you. From all your sins you shall be clean before Yahweh. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest to you, and you shall afflict your souls. It is a statute forever. The priest, who is anointed, and who is consecrated to be priest in his father's place, shall make the atonement, and shall put on the linen garments, even the holy garments. Then he shall make atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make atonement for the tent of meeting, and for the altar, and he shall make atonement for the priests, and for all the people of the assembly. This shall be an everlasting statute for you, to make atonement for the children of Israel once in the year, because of all their sins. It was done as Yahweh commanded Moses. End of section 13